Given that silence is so important, perhaps even as essential as breathing, what makes it so hard to prioritize spending time in silence? My name is Rashmir Subramaniam, and I am the host of The Contemplative Edge. Welcome. Listen and let yourself be drawn into deeper inquiry and wonder. If you enjoy this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and share the podcast with people you know would enjoy and benefit from it. In the second part of this group discussion on silence, we rejoin Noor, Gary, and Malik to continue talking about their experiences with and evolving relationship with silence. In the previous episode, Gary spoke eloquently about the essentiality of silence to him, to his life, describing it as soul food. Likewise, Malik spoke about silence as a state of mind, something that's incredibly important in the stressful and uncertain times that we are living in. And Noor too spoke about her deepening relationship with silence and not just its importance to state of mind, but the spiritual side of silence and the depth that her exploration of silence was opening up. So in this episode, we'll dive straight into a conversation about why, when silence is so essential, is it so difficult to prioritize it and spend time in silence? It feels like we live in an age when technology has taken over our lives and we need to make a more of a conscious effort for us to use technology than the other way around. And by extension, with technology taking over, over our lives, that, that definitely has an impact on what state of mind we carry with us at all times. And um, maybe we're lacking sufficient examples of people or sufficient positive role models who, as part of who they are, clearly demonstrate to the people around them how important silence is. I don't, I don't think it's hard at all. You're right. I think we make it hard, or people make it hard, by either uh, not taking time, not finding time, or avoiding it, or forgetting, or some other, some other um, obstacle that, that they either consciously or unconsciously have put in the way. I, I don't find it difficult at all. In fact, it's, it's as easy as breathing. And, and I think that, that we don't even pay attention to breathing as much as we could easily. Uh, but it may be the time factor. I'm, not, I'm really not sure. I would like to think about it some more about why, why is it hard for people to engage in and practice silence and find all the benefits from it, I, I'm just not sure. 
for me, being in in silence is, like I said, it's it's quite easy. My issue with silence is silencing my thoughts. Like Gary, I have a very overactive mind, and even during my medit- meditation, I struggle to, you know, just keep my thoughts quiet as much as not, not to make them go away, but just to not to pay attention to them. I pay too much attention to my thoughts when I sit in silence, and I find that quite difficult. I feel like silence and stillness are very closely related and connected. So silence has many, many, many layers. And for me to just sit in silence is probably just the first layer of being in silence. What I really yearn for is, is to be, is to achieve a level where I feel like I have gone deeper into that state of silence so that I can be connected with um, the source of, of silence. Yeah, I resonate with that, Noor. I, that's why I have to regard silence as kind of a neutral gear to disengage my mind, which is engaged so much of the time that I use silence as a tool to shift into neutral and stop the gears from turning a while so I can get a hold of of something uh, of value that's more important than my thoughts. Yeah, it's a bit like, you know, you, you, you probably are aware of like the month of fasting, Ramadan, which we, is, we abstain from food and drink. But, yes. Yeah, so clearly, the, you know, the, the benefits of fasting is not from abstaining from food and drink. It's the deeper inner spiritual benefits um, of the fasting so for me I've come to realize now that silence is the same abstaining from words or noise or sounds is like abstaining from food but to reap the full benefits of fasting it's gonna, it has to be more than the food and the drink that you're abstaining from so like you're saying yes so for me that's the first level just abstaining from the sounds and everything but yeah to be able to reach deeper into the what it means to abstain from non-silence and what may I benefit from it. I think I've got a taste of it. And the issue, I think, when you have a taste of something is that you always want more and you want it to be deeper and more meaningful. So I know it's a beautiful thing to be in that state. Um, It's so funny that you... (laughs) that you use the word taste when you're fasting. I think it's fabulous that you put it that way. Gary used a phrase earlier, I'm paraphrasing here, silence is like breathing. It's it's a natural function, so it should be fairly easy to do. Yeah, I I, I guess it should be, but whether it's the, the functions that we engage in daily without thinking, whether it's breathing, sleeping, eating, we, uh, you know, do we do them? very consciously, do we do them mindfully? The answer is probably no. Yes, I, I do breathe subconsciously, but do, do I engage in the more helpful, you know, deep breathing, deeper inhales and exhales? No, unless my yoga instructor tells me to do it. I guess with so many things in life, simple things can be so hard to do. So it seems that the issue is not silence itself. 
nor taking time to be in silence, but consciously remembering to do so and doing so mindfully as and when it is useful. Let's hear some of the practices that people adopt to ensure at least a little bit of silence in their day. Before the pandemic, I had a practice of starting my day at 4.30 in the morning. And that precious hour and a half, two hours between 4.30 and 6.30 was really probably when I got my best thinking done. For me, it has to be after my morning prayers, really early in the morning, um, sitting for 5, 10, 15, as long as, as I can sit there for, in silence, as, and also walking in the woods, trees, the sound of leaves. I find that incredibly soothing and relaxing, and it allows me to... To, to still my mind a little bit more when I'm outside. When I am in that state, I, I do find that I I have, which maybe also is, is um, what I struggle with, is, is the ideas that also flow. And if I'm sitting quietly after my morning prayers, I have loads of ideas and solutions. And I feel like I, you know, I know exactly what I'm doing. And I, everything is resolved in my, in my mind. I have all the answers to everything. I'm not a creative person in the sense of, you know, like art and stuff, but I I think I am at my most creative when I am in silence. Although I have to say, I do also have the other side of it sometimes, which actually is when fears and, and doubts creep in, which is quite unusual. But I, I don't know if anyone else gets that sometimes as well. It's similar similar to Noor, I, at the beginning of the day, the practices of morning prayers and meditation at period of time will vary in terms of the amount of time devoted to that. And and by all means, the walking, walking in the woods, along a trail, along a river, in the mountains, um, being connected to and close to the source of being, creation itself, and knowing that I am one of the creatures that have been created to participate in that. And that practice is nurturing for me. And the other practices are, are more spaced out in terms of the longer-term practices, but ones that I uh, plan to continue as long as I'm able. So again, I'm struck by the importance of taking time for silence in the morning. Perhaps it's because there is a natural quiet in the morning before everyone wakes up, before the noises and the busyness of the day really takes hold. It could also be because we're often at our best in the morning and so perhaps are able to access a deeper part of ourselves and tune in to a wider field of silence first thing in the morning. In terms of benefits, 
Malik spoke about how he often did his best thinking when he was up super early in the morning and spending time in silence. And Noor similarly spoke about clarity, answers, ideas flowing, solutions being there, and creativity. And both Noor and Gary spoke about the importance of spending time in nature and being in silence in nature and aware of our larger sense of connection and oneness with with nature. There are many benefits to being in silence. And it seems you don't need to have a deeply established spiritual or meditation practice, although, of course, that helps and no doubt gets reinforced. It can be as simple as thinking quietly in silence to experience the benefits of silence. Noor raised the challenge of not just the mind coming into play when in silence, but also the fears and doubts that might creep in. And Malik raised a similar question around silence, noting that we were all assuming positive side of silence, the positive intent of silence, and not speaking about the ways in which silence is used or abused. If silence really is the presence of everything, as Gordon Hampton powerfully observed, it includes good and bad, right or wrong, because those are human dichotomies. As Rumi said, there is a field out beyond right and wrong. I'll meet you there. And that, for me, is the power of silence. Thank you for listening and reflecting. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review over at lovethepodcast.com forward slash contemplative dash edge. And be sure to share this podcast with people you know that might enjoy it. And of course, let me know what this podcast prompted for you by finding me on Twitter at Rashmir, R-A-S-H-M-I-R. Last but not least, remember to slow down, go within, reflect and contemplate so that you can create change from the inside out.